0: What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bitch. Jamoke Davis here with Jacob Rehm and Ryan Dizdier. And joining us on the phone is Zach Rosen as we talk about the Washington Wizards season so far. They got another win. First one at home. Second win on the season. They beat the New York Knicks 108-95. Jacob is taking his hand off of the panic button now. Hey, look, fans. If you're even thinking about panicking, kids. This team was 2-8 and eight two years ago. And what did they do? They stormed back, had a 17-game home winning streak. And then they went ahead and got to Game 7, almost to the Eastern Conference Finals. Not quite there, didn't quite get 50 wins, but it's early in the season. That's the bottom line. Glad they got their second win. Jacob, we'll start with you. How excited are you for this team now to kind of breathe a little bit? I mean... I don't know if I'm at your
1: levels of excitement. I think that there are a lot of things that need to be worked out still. I think that the fact that they're um, so first off, if you are panicking, I I can I can understand it. Like mm-hmm. let's not we don't we don't need to beat around the bush there. Like I wouldn't personally. I don't think I think it's I think it is too early. This season is a marathon, not a sprint. the the um, The start of the season schedule was horrible. Yes, there were some games in there where the final score line was it was was not where you'd want it to be. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that like if some of those games were a five point loss instead of double digits, maybe you're thinking differently. But yes, yeah, some of the games were pretty bad. But the fact is, the ske- start of the schedule did us no favors. And this month of November is um, is a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. And um, this probably this road trip, notwithstanding, which is another really tough one to go on this early in the season, but. The thing about last night's game that I think was so was so heartening was that our talent played, and yeah. that like we were a, we are a better team than the Knicks are. Dwight Howard's healthy. I mean, we're, and on the let's, court. Let's talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I think our our talent played last night. Um, the game was, you know, like many like many an NBA game. You know, the game was close with eight minutes to play in the fourth quarter, and we completely dominated the last eight minutes thanks to our stars. They couldn't get buckets down the stretch. And talent won out, and I think that as as that is, you know, this team needs to remember how to win, and as mm-hmm. we get as we string together a couple, they are going to, and I, uh, still think that everything is gonna be fine. That's the way. That's that's. I mean, am I am? Would I be lying to say that I wasn't concerned about the start, and there were moments in there where I was really worried, but I I just there's too much talent on this team and they're going to figure out how to play with Dwight. And yeah, Yeah. I, I breathed a little bit after (laughs) last night's game,
2: Ryan. I'm pretty excited about it. I think that getting the win against the Knicks before this three game road trip was pretty crucial. just because the way that the schedule in November kind of looks, the first half is pretty, it's, it's, it has a lot of teams that uh, the Wizards should beat. And I, Second half is very, very difficult. So getting that win before hitting the road is super important, and I'm really excited the way that it happened because, like Jacob said, the Stars played like stars, and I think defense was obviously the key. Uh, I think we had 10 or 11 blocks, and Brad had four Mm -hmm. of them. We just really, at at certain points, were locking down entirely. um, So seeing that and seeing it all come together after kind of a a shaky start was definitely promising because, um, again, like Jacob said, there were – Games that you know the, the score, final score of the box score doesn't really do uh, tell the whole story of the game, and all of those teams are, are pretty good. Even Sacramento is playing really well right now. So facing that competition and then having the game Friday against the Thunder. And then being able to rebound against the Knicks is pretty big for this team, I think, as they continue to get comfortable playing with each other and continue to uh, work Dwight back into the swing of things. And, Zach, before
0: this two-game homestand, you had a great tweet where you put out the record of the Wizards' first opponents, 35-16, and 16, and the record of the Wizards' next seven opponents is 14-34. and 34. You said it will be, or you typed, it will be interesting to see how they fare to start November. I think you could forecast that, just like Ryan is saying, Jacob is saying, now they could kind of turn a corner if this team is who we thought they were to start the season.
3: And they have a good opportunity coming up tomorrow night against Dallas. I know there's been bad (laughs) history playing in Dallas. I think the Wizards have lost 16 of their last 18 games against the Mavericks, but Dallas has lost six in a row. They're part of that group that's been struggling. The Knicks obviously were. The Magic, despite winning in San Antonio uh, last night, haven't been playing well to start the year. The Heat have been struggling a lot. And I know playing on the road is tough. Historically, the Wizards don't fare great in in these cities. But at the same time, when you look straight at the schedule, the Wizards have the hardest schedule to start the year in their first eight games. Um, sure, we we would have liked it to be a little bit more competitive, but at the same time you you do have to look at the schedule and say okay we as a team know we are better than this team we can beat this team these are the games we have to win if if we're going to make the playoffs these are the games that decide it and I mean that's as far as they can think right now and and if things get going right again then you think about these are the games that we need to win to get a higher seed in the playoffs obviously last year they lost a lot of those games against sub 500 teams it cost them a, a a better uh seed and like the Raptors, who had the number one seed in the East last year, were like 29-2 and two against sub-500 teams. So these games are crucial because they're kind of like gimmies, but you can't treat them that way. I mean, the Mavericks are a super young team that, who knows, they could get irrationally confident and just beat you because they're young and they're forgetting about previous games. Um so yeah, I think this road trip's gonna be super interesting. Uh, there's a lot of time in Dallas, I think we're there for three days, and then we're in Orlando for three days before going we to Miami, so it's gonna be interesting. This is like a, a genuine road trip compared to the West Coast, they're running around a lot. This is like, you're actually like on the road, there's not as much, um, there's more time to kind of relax, get your body right, practice, et cetera.
0: And what did you think of Dwight Howard's return, what it meant for this team, and just trying to get comfortable with him in the lineup? Uh, two double-doubles for points at least, you know, 20 points in the first game, 10 points in this one. Zach, we'll start with you uh, since you were just going. One, one yeah, double-double. Yeah, he, I'm sorry, not a yeah, double-double, but double digits in points. Excuse me, Double-digit scoring yeah, twice. Yeah.
1: One double-double, yeah. Uh, he was. I
3: thought he was really good offensively in the first game. Obviously, his defense. Was a little behind on coverages, and you saw that reflected in the score. Um, but last night, he was spectacular uh, defensively. Uh, the Wizards had like a 71 defensive rating with him on the court in 30 minutes, which is really, really good. Uh, he was a game high plus 27. I just thought that he wasn't trying to do too much. Um, now that he returned to the lineup, I'm sure they went over film and stuff about how he can help them more defensively and rebounding, which he did. And Outside of, like, what he's done on the court, I just think his attitude that he's brought during this awful start has been awesome. Like, he gets a bad rap because of, you know, the stories that came out with him in L.A., Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, whatever you want to say about him. But he's been a positive influence, like, on the bench. You know, he can't sit right now because of his paraphormus injury. He has to stand or lay on his stomach, which is kind of funny, but also not because he's in a lot of pain. Uh, He has been like cheering on his teammates I know Fred at the Athletic wrote a story this morning about they were doing this celebration after every score the whole bench was and he was leading it and I just think if you if you know Dwight he's like a very positive upbeat person always trying to keep the room light and that's kind of what this team needs right now as they've struggled um and he has been in the league for 15 years so I mean he's been around around he knows kind of the ups and downs the ebbs and flows and Honestly, I think what he's been doing off the court has been almost just as important as it has been on the court.
1: You know, this is a talking about the talking about the team celebration, something that I noticed um last night against New York is the is the fact that this team was was taking a lot more pride in their defense. And when we were getting big blocks and we were getting we forced a couple of twenty-four second shot clock violations, the bench was getting hyped for it. Everybody was up when we got a twenty-four second uh, violation and i think that the, this team has a lot of pride in their defense they know what the numbers look like over the first over in, on that west coast road trip and how many points we were giving up and so to hold a team you know to 95 last night which um, a few years ago might not seem like that low a number but in this NBA 95 is very low and so i think that um, this team knows it needs to be better defensively they need to have to have that
2: mindset that attitude that
1: they can be a great defensive team and it started last night
2: Yeah, and getting Dwight back I think really does help kind of – I don't know if reshape is the right word, but maybe just get the mentality on the defensive side more focused and back on track because obviously adding him back provides so much for the defensive side of the ball and also rebounding. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that after two games he's played that talking more about rebounding and playing defense and just doing that a little better. And obviously as things go on, it's going to continue to improve. And kind of what Jacob was saying about just being excited and uh, really hyped about defense. I remember last night there after Brad had a huge block, he started like flexing and yelling on the court, but the play hadn't stopped and things were still going. And I think that's pretty indicative of how, how much pride and how excited these guys really are about being able to take care of things on the defensive side of the ball otto porter didn't play he's day-to-day as we all are in our lives um, and <laughs> ain't the, that the truth <laughs> like
0: coach talked about the team spreading the ball around like maybe we'll see a little bit more of that um what do you think the the lineup was without otto porter being in it and how that affected the team's ability to not just get a win, but I think Jeff green has has played well in the wizards wins as well. Another veteran that this team needs. Now we just need to get Austin rivers going in a positive direction. Anyone?
3: Well, I I was going to start and say that I thought Austin rivers had a great game last night. You're not going to see it in the the box score, but he played in crunch time. He was active defensively. Um, he was the only member of the bench with a, a positive plus minus, um, in 25 minutes. So it's not a small sample size by any means. Um, I, I think you notice when he's scoring a lot more when he's not, and he's kind of like one of like, you know, like Satterance, that we know does a lot of the little things. He's not going to score a lot. But Rivers is known more for his scoring, his flashy iso plays. But when you can get a contribution from him where he's making an impact with winning plays outside of the box score, I think that's huge.
1: Um, Three but yeah, for Rivers last night.
3: Kelly Oubre only played 24 minutes, but Brooks said – you know after the last loss like i need to stop doing this five-man bench i need to shorten the rotation mix some things match some things and keith played really well with the second unit i think he had a huge first half jeff green like you mentioned was great um i know that coach likes the way that both those guys can just guard multiple positions spread the floor (coughs) um and yeah i mean brad played the whole second half which was interesting in my opinion but i'm sure uh, that wasn't you know Not by design. He's obviously an all star and was playing great defense on Tim Hardaway. Um, And and you saw Jason Smith got in before Jan Mahimi, who didn't play, but happy birthday, Jan. Uh, He's a great teammate uh, to everybody. And um, I think that coach knows that Jan's not going to pout if he doesn't play. And he didn't really like the matchups last night. And, you know, he he could definitely see time against Dallas, his former team, because they play a lot of bigs. Uh, But, I think just the experimenting of different lineups is important because you can't be too predictable. Your players can bring different energy in different situations, and it it seemed like last night, especially without Otto, they really needed to have a guy out there at all times that could just put the ball in the basket.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to divert totally on this podcast, but you said something interesting about Yamahimi wasn't playing last night, and it made me think about the World Series. How farther are we going to go with analytics when you look at like in the world series cody bellinger didn't play in three of the games because of the pitcher uh but he wasn't that good well but but i mean in the series before that he was disagree i know right (laughs) yeah he's he is an all-star player who literally did not get into the game in the world series this year well, he, he he's he's won all MVP of the he's NLCS. Than David Freese, Yes, Jacob. he is. Jacob,
1: come on, Jacob. sure, but he only hit 260 this season. I'm not saying. I mean, right. But to go to
0: basketball, will we see more of this? Where lineup is? We already are. You already are. We already are. We're not.
3: Say basketball. Basketball was a little behind baseball, but it,
1: it's. But it's football s- is the one that's
3: the most yeah. behind.
1: I think that you see, like, look at the different lineups that the Raptors throw out there every game. Mm-hmm. I mean and granted we are I mean I don't think that you'll see it in our starting lineups. I think that we are we are we are pretty set in the five that you're going to see out there when everybody's healthy, but I think you certainly will see it in who plays crunch time, who plays more minutes and stuff like that. Um but it's got to be difficult
0: for a coach to be able to be in that frame of have the player in the frame of mind to know, hey, there's a game you may not play, even though you were a starter or a key reserve coming off the bench.
1: That's part of being a coach. Well, I mean, true. I think yeah, that these yeah. are the tough conversations you have to have. Look at, um, I think there was an interesting instance. In, sorry, I knocked my microphone. <laughs> I think there was an interesting instance, uh, and we're going to take things from other sports now. In the Miami Dolphins game uh, yesterday, where uh, Miami star safety uh, Jones took himself out of the game in the first quarter, and. Uh, um, and we don't really know why, but it's suspected that it's because of the fact that Miami has been rotating their um, their DBs a lot differently. Um, they want to get Minka Fitzpatrick, their star rookie, a lot more time. And so they are taking some of their established starters and stars out for full sets. And mm-hmm. it's expected that Jones was extraordinarily upset about this and decided not to play the rest of the game. And I think that... Um, these are these are the difficult conversations that you have, a, has, have as a coach have to have yeah. with your players, and you need to get by in. Yeah, and so I mean, like, look, if one game it doesn't ma- it makes sense for you know Kelly to play over Keith down the stretch, or for Austin to play over Otto down the stretch, or whatever the case may be, these are the things that you need to that Scott Brooks and his staff need to have be, have the players say, look, this is going to change game after game. We're going to try to put our team in the best position to win, and we need everybody to buy in.
2: Yeah, I think that um, analytics are like very tricky to me because I think that they're certainly important and they can help kind of you know gear uh, a team to success, but at the same time, I think that analytics can't account for everything. And I'll use a baseball example, the Phillies, I remember there was a game at the start of the year where... Uh, Aaron Nola was having a great game and then Gabe Kavler took him out just because analytics say that you put this pitcher in at this time and it was just a a really confusing instance and I think that I know uh, the Capital City Gogo GM Pops Mensah he his stance on analytics um, he kind of alluded to it is he's of the belief that um, yes they're important but at the same time some things just do and don't pass the eye test so I think it's kind of interesting to see the way that those two viewpoints kind of mesh together uh over the course of a game
0: um as you get ready for this road trip how excited uh are you to also be back on the road where you don't have to be here in the office you get to travel which is fun but just for the team's mood in the locker room yesterday getting ready for one more practice before you hit the road uh
3: i think it was pretty positive and i know that uh, the team also celebrated Jan's birthday last night as a as a team, which is great. Um, I'm expecting, you know, I think there's some guys going to the Cowboys game tonight, too. So I think it's good, like I said, to not have games every night and play on all these back-to-backs
1: to so just be able to relax a little bit. Um, Are you going and, to the football game tonight, Zach? And, sorry? Are you going to the football game
3: tonight? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I don't really want to go, but what? Probably not. it's probably not going to be a good game. I've been to Jerry World
2: before, though. Uh, if, you've already, if you've already been to Jerry World, I don't blame you for not yeah, wanting to exactly. go to Cowboys. I Niners. went
3: for an, a great Wisconsin-Alabama game a few years ago when Alabama absolutely throttled us,
1: so that was great. That's surprising um, to me, actually. I've heard this rumor yeah, that Bama's right. good.
2: Yeah, it's a right. hot take. I don't know uh, it's too I early for scorching. that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's scorching. it go ahead Zach. it'll be
3: good I, the mood was pretty good again like I was talking about Dwight like he he just like lightens the room I mean he just cracks everyone up including the media and the players um and it it was a good mood I, I'm hopeful that Otto can play Tuesday I, I really doubt he's going to practice today just because it'll be a light practice anyway um but he needs to to get right it's a long season uh and luckily this team now has depth to make up for that Kelly's uh, evolutionized into a good enough player to start, I think maybe a few years ago, it was hard to, to be like, okay, Kelly's starting, you know, you kind of hold your breath, but especially when he's playing with all-stars around him and that kind of that kind of lineup, he, he can be effective.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully the Wizards overall are going to be more effective as they go on this three-game road trip before they come back home for five games. Let's do it. So they can make up that a lot of ground. Long homestand. Yes, it'll be really exciting as his Uh, Dwight Howard reading his comments from last night on his enthusiasm during the game. I was smiling because I kept saying to myself I can't get off the ground tonight and yet he did. Uh, Played very, very well. Happy that he's here. Hopefully Otto can play when you get on the road. Thanks Zach for joining us on the phone. For Ryan Dizdier and Jacob Rehm, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now WizKids. (laughs)